Well, we're continuing our series on mission. And really a mission is a goal or an outcome that you want to accomplish. And when you think of the phrase on mission, we all might have a different perspective or a different definition of what it means. For the military, the idea of being on mission is very specific. There's a call, there's a duty, there's an assignment that they have to complete. For athletes, being on mission is about winning the game and making the goal. For students, it's about completing the assignment in the class and graduating. For moms, it's just for us to survive each and every morning as we try to get our family out for the day, right? But you see, I was actually never more on mission than when I was Black Friday shopping. I, I love Black Friday shopping. I, I miss where we would go into the store right after Thanksgiving, after you had a great meal and then I would go and conquer or early, early on Friday morning. Because see, with Black Friday shopping, there is a goal. There is one goal in mind and that is to complete the Christmas shopping for everybody. So we have a plan, we have a purpose, we have a list, we have an execution plan. That we're, There's a whole strategy, there's a timeline, there's things that have to get done. I love Black Friday shopping. But you see, no matter how you define your mission in life, as a church, we have one clear mission. And at Westover, we have a mission, and it's to be followers of Jesus, to follow Jesus and love people. That we follow Jesus and love people each and every day. It's a clear mandate that was given in the Bible. And so in this series, we're looking at how can we as a church be on mission? How can we follow Jesus and love people? And so in this series, we're looking at the life of Jesus in the Bible. We're looking in the book of Matthew, and we're looking at what Jesus did in his ministry here on earth so we can learn how we need to be on mission. So I invite you to open up your Westover app, open up your Bible. We're going to be in Matthew chapter nine today. And as you're opening, let me kind of set the scene for the passage that we're going to be looking at. Jesus is in the middle of his ministry at this point. He's going from village and town. He's ministering, he's talking, he's teaching, he's healing people. And all the while he has his disciples with him and his disciples are following him. They're a part of the ministry. They're watching how Jesus interacts and what ministry looks like here on earth. And we're gonna pick up in a conversation and a discussion as they're looking at what ministry is all about. And so we're gonna be in verse 35 through 38. And here's what it says. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. And what we see from this is that everywhere that Jesus went, he was among the people. He was ministering, he was caring, he was healing people. He was very clear that he wanted to be with the people because Jesus understood that people are the mission. And that's what I wanna share with you today is that people are the mission. And we can see from Jesus's life how he lived on mission because he was among the people. And so today for just a few moments, I wanna share two thoughts with you on how we as a church can be on mission. The first is, is that we have to look for God opportunities. Look for God opportunities. It says in verse 36, when he, it's talking about Jesus, saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. 
You see, at Westover, our mission is to follow Jesus and love people. We want to follow Jesus and mirror our life after him. Because you see, Jesus has an eye for people. Jesus has an eye for people. He sees you. He sees me. He sees all the things that we walk through. He sees our pain. He sees our struggle. He sees the people around us. And when he was on earth doing ministry, he was always about the people. He saw them. He was among them. He was never hurried or overwhelmed by the crowds or the people. If you look throughout the gospels and you look at the ministry of Jesus, he was never overwhelmed or bothered or frustrated by the people that came because he understood that people are the mission. He had a kingdom perspective in every interaction. He approached people with compassion and understanding. And you see in this verse, it said he had compassion on them. And this word compassion in the original language is more than what our English understanding of the word compassion is. It's not just the, I felt bad about something when I saw it happen. Instead, it's this true idea of Jesus was physically moved. His heart was moved towards the people. It's like, and it says that he, the best way to describe it is his heart went out. It's almost like a gut response that happens. It's like parents, when, when your kids get hurt, you are physically moved in your heart for your children. Dads, when, when a, your son falls down and he skins his knee, you're physically moved with compassion. Moms, when you hear that cry from your child and you know that, that pain cry, you're physically moved with compassion. That's what Jesus was at this moment. And so my question is, what perspective do you have in everyday interactions with people. Because it's easy sometimes to get caught up with our busy schedule and our life and the things that we have to do. And we can sometimes overlook the people around us. See, culture has taught us to desensitize ourselves from what is happening around us, from our surroundings. We are used to hearing bad news and bad news then becomes normal. We're used to hearing bad news. We hear about bad news on the, on the television. We read it. We see it on social media. It's all sometimes that we, we hear. And so we get used to the bad news. We hear about this disaster that's happening over in this country. And we hear about what's happening over in this community. We, the government is shutting down. All these things are happening. And so we get to, to step back and it almost becomes normal. And so when pain, struggle, and bad news are what you expect then it's hard to see the pain and the struggle in someone else's life. We have a worldview that removes compassion and empathy that Jesus invites us to walk in each and every day. And so it takes intentionality to cultivate compassion and understanding for others. So how do you change your perspective? How do you approach it differently? Well, you have to pray a prayer to God. It's a very small prayer, but it's a very powerful prayer where you say, God, Give me eyes to see people through your eyes. You ask that prayer and you say, God, for just a moment, can I see them through your eyes? For just a moment, can I see the people around me through your eyes? God, for a moment, would you let me see my family through your eyes? Lord, for a moment, can I see my coworkers through your eyes? Lord, for a moment, can I see my kids through your eyes? Lord, open up my heart to see what you see. And God will answer the prayer and he will begin to let you see glimpses of moments and you can see the pain that somebody's walking through. I tell our team all the time, you never know the story that's walking in the door. 
You never know the story and the pain and what happened in somebody's life this last week as they walk in to Westover. And so, Lord, give us eyes to see people the way you see them. Let us see them because every single week there are people walking in broken. This weekend, there's going to be a family that's going to walk in broken and they want to give up on their marriage. This weekend, there's going to be somebody that's going to walk in and they just got a diagnosis this week and it has completely overwhelmed them. There's going to be somebody that walks in today and they lost their job this week and they don't know how they're going to provide for their family. God sees each and every need and he's inviting us to walk and see and look for God opportunities. See, at Westover, people are harassed and helpless, but God is here to meet with them. God wants to step into their circumstance and he wants us to step in and see the need. So many times I'm down in these altars and I'm praying with people and they're walking through circumstances that I couldn't even imagine. A few months ago, my husband and I, we were in the altar with a family and they were sharing with us about how the, the mom had just gotten a diagnosis of cancer. She's a young mom. That was not something even on their radar. It was so remote in their thought, the idea of having cancer this young. And so they came to us and we said, you know what, we're just gonna pray and we're gonna believe that God's gonna do a miracle. We're just gonna stand together and we're gonna believe for that. And so she began treatment. And week after week, she was going to the doctor, she was getting chemo. And all the while she's walking through this, God actually begins to work in her family life. God begins to save people in her family and in her extended family. And just a few months ago, we had the privilege to celebrate with them as those family members got baptized in water. And I remember standing there with her and there were tears running down her eyes and she was saying, I'm so excited about this moment and what God is doing. And yet she's still walking through cancer. She's still walking with this diagnosis and each and every week was going to treatment, going to treatment. Well, just a few weeks ago, she came and she stopped me in the hallway and she said, I have to tell you, I went to the doctor and they had an updated scan and they met with me and she said, the doctor said, I don't know what to tell you. This has never happened, but your scans came back and there is no cancer. And she said, the doctor said, I had to consult with three other doctors because we've never seen this in our life. The cancer has disappeared. That's what God can do. When you see a need, he's wanting to meet the need. We have to look for God opportunities. And there are hundreds of more stories like this where God is inviting us to see. He was inviting us to be on mission. And see, when we adopt God's mindset and his perspective, it changes our heart. What happens is you begin to, to cultivate a, what I call a holy discontent for how life and how reality is. See, when you see like Jesus and you love like Jesus and you look for those God opportunities, then you can no longer accept the brokenness in someone's life and not do something about it. You can no longer accept the hopelessness around you and not do something about it. You can no longer accept the pain in your coworker's life and do nothing about it because you know that you have the answer to their pain and it is Jesus. And God is inviting us to be on mission and to look for God opportunities. Not only do we need to look for God opportunities, the second way that we can be on mission is to be the solution. Be the solution. In Matthew 35 and 37 and 38, this is what it says. 
Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. You see, compassion is love and action. When we see like Jesus, we have to serve like Jesus. We have to walk and be active and participate in the work of the church. See, Jesus served the people while he was here on earth. He was among the people. He served everywhere he went. He was in communities. He was in towns. He was teaching. He was in churches. And everywhere he went, the people would flock to him. And he was never overwhelmed by it. He constantly met the need. But as this is happening in these verses, I believe that the disciples are standing by and they're watching and they're looking at this and they're thinking, everywhere we go, they keep coming. He keeps healing and then another need arises. He keeps ministering and another need arises. And they're looking and they're saying, it's only one man and there are thousands of people. And so Jesus responds, I think, to the thoughts that they had as they're observing what's happening. And he says, and he acknowledges it in verse 37, he says, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. What Jesus is basically saying is, yeah, we're understaffed. That's what he tells them. Yeah, we're understaffed. It's a staff of one and there's thousands of people. It's like moms, you know what it means to be understaffed. It's like each and every day in your household, you feel like you're the only one doing anything and all of your your teenagers are just looking at you. That's what it's like. Or when you go into a restaurant or you go into a store and there's a long line of people needing to be served or taken care of and there's one employee there. And you can tell that they're, they're understaffed. You can tell that they don't have enough people there. They're overwhelmed. That's what's happening in this moment. But Jesus then responds. He says, yes, we're understaffed. And he acknowledges it. But then in verse 37, I mean 38, this is how he responds. He gives an answer. He says, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest field. See, God always has a solution to the problem at hand. And it's the church. See, Jesus says, pray and ask God to send people. What I find interesting in this verse is that Jesus doesn't turn to the disciples and say, come help me. That's not what his job was in that moment. He says, yeah, we're understaffed. Yeah, the need is big. And he says, so the answer is to pray to God and ask him to solve the problem and to send us What Jesus was doing is he was modeling for his disciples is when you come to this moment, when you feel overwhelmed, when you don't know what to do, you got to go to God and he's got a solution for you. And that's the moment that we are in where God is saying, I need everybody to step in. We all have to be on mission because here's where it's at. Jesus is very clear here. He says, if you're a follower of Jesus, it's not a choice. It's a call to action. It's not a choice. If we are a part of the church, it's not a choice. It's a call to action. We are the answer and the solution for our community. Westover, we are the answer for for this community. We are an answer to Northwest San Antonio. We are meant to meet the need. There is a concept in human behavior that's out there that's called the bystander effect. And the bystander effect basically means this is when there are a lot of people around in a situation or in a a moment or a need, the more people that are there, the less likely we are to step up and get involved. 
But the converse is true, is that when there are less people around and you, there are not a lot of people there to meet the need, then you are more likely to step in and do something about the need. We see this all the time, right? When you're driving on the road and there's road construction that's happening and you drive by and there's like two guys working on the road construction, they're all doing something, they're all busy. But then have you ever driven by and there's like seven guys standing around watching one guy do all the work? That's the bystander effect. Is when more people are around, we all assume and we abdicate responsibility and we say somebody else can do it. Or when you drive by and you see an accident on the road or an emergency, we immediately look to see has someone else responded? Has somebody else taken care of this? And if somebody else is there, we go, okay, it's not my job. But you are more likely to stop if you're the first on the scene. You're there and you see no one else is there. I need to step in. And in the church, we sometimes assume they don't need me. They don't need me. They have it taken care of. But see, God is inviting us not to have a bystander mentality, but a believer mentality. God is inviting us to have a believer mentality because in the kingdom of God and at Westover, no one sits on the bench. In the kingdom of God and at Westover, there are no sidelines and there are no spectators. We are all supposed to be a part of being the solution. We are all supposed to be involved. And God is inviting us to step in and be the solution to the need. There is something that you are meant to do that if you don't do it, there's a hole in the kingdom of God. There's a gift that you've been given. There's a passion God has put inside of you. There's an ability he has given you that if you don't step in and do it, there's a hole in the kingdom. And at Westover, God invites all of us to be a part. And, but many times we discount ourselves. We disqualify ourselves. And we say, it's not our responsibility. And we, we take away the ability that we have to make an impact. But here's what it is. Ordinary people can make an extraordinary impact. Ordinary people can make an extraordinary impact. And ladies, for just a few moments, can I share my heart with you? For months, God has put you on my heart. And I believe that God is about to release something at Westover and he's about to move in a powerful way that he's about to, to impact our community and he's gonna do it through you. God is gonna use the women of Westover to rise up and change their family. God is gonna use the women of Westover to impact their community and their workplaces. And God wants to speak to you and he wants to release something inside of you and it's gonna start at Thrive. It's gonna start at Thrive. This Friday, God's gonna do something and you don't wanna miss it. God has a word for you. He wants to speak to you. And so I invite you, be there. Don't miss out what God's about to do because God wants to move. Ordinary people can make an extraordinary impact in the kingdom of God. But each one of us, we're called to be the solution. And for some of you, you have an ability to bring joy and encouragement. It's a gift that God has given you. And so we invite you, be a part of our connections team. Your smile can be an encouragement to someone because there's somebody that's barely walking in the door because they are barely walking through a difficult situation. They can barely make it. And your smile, your encouragement, your joy is what's gonna uplift them. For some of you, 
you have a heart for kids and student ministry, God wants to use you to make an impact on the next generation. God wants to use you. You are the solution. There are 130 students today because somebody last week was there to serve them and say, I can make a difference. I can invest. And now their life is forever changed. We invite you, be a part of the team. Every person has a place in the kingdom. Every person has a place you can make an impact. And today is the moment to go all in. Today is the moment to step up and be the solution. And I believe that God has been speaking to several of you over the last couple of months, the last couple of weeks. You've heard about stepping up and being a part of a team. And up to this point, you've thought, oh, that's for someone else. He's talking to someone else. They're, they mean somebody, they don't mean me. But each time you come to church, Throughout the week, God just keeps tugging at your heart and you feel like God's doing something and stirring something inside of you. And I wanna tell you, God wants you to step up. He wants you to be a part. We wanna equip you. We want you on the team. We wanna see what God can do through your life to make an impact on other people. God wants to use you. Or maybe even a few weeks ago, you said, I did, I took that step. I raised my hand. I said I wanted to be involved. But life got busy. Things got going and you haven't yet stepped fully in. Now is the moment to step in. Now is the moment to be the solution. We invite you, step in, come and be a part of our Love People class. Let us equip you, let us get you fully connected so that you can step in and make an impact. We wanna see God move through your life. And so today, as I close, I wanna invite you to stand. And I believe that God's been speaking all week I've been praying for each one of you that God would clearly speak to you on what next step you need to take. What is the God opportunity that God has been speaking to you? Maybe it is to be a witness in your community. Maybe it's to speak to a, a coworker. Maybe it's to, to minister to the need and the pain that you see in someone's life. But for many of us, it's to be the solution and to step up and be a part of Westover. See, if God's called you to Westover, God's called you to serve. That's who we are. We are the solution for our community and it takes each and every one of us being a part. And so today we wanna give you that opportunity to step in and go all in and to commit and say, God, I'm gonna be a part of the solution. I'm no longer gonna stand on the side I'm gonna be a part, I'm gonna actively participate in the work of the church. And so as we dismiss, we're gonna have opportunity for you to step in and get involved. We're gonna have team members available in our main lobby. They wanna connect with you. We want to make that happen for you. We wanna make it easy. We wanna equip you. We wanna come alongside you because we need you. If you don't serve, there is a hole in the kingdom of God. And so as I pray, I'm gonna pray that God would speak specifically to you on that next step. And I wanna invite you to obey God, step out in faith and let him work through you. God, we thank you, Lord, that we have the opportunity to be a part of the work of the church, that you would choose to use us to make an impact in our community and in our families. God, I pray right now that you would speak to each one of us. You've been talking to us for weeks maybe even months, God, about a next step. And today I pray that you would make that, that so clear to your people what that next step needs to be. Lord, that they would answer the call, that they would fully step in, obey you, that they would take that step of faith.
Lord, I pray that you would equip them, that you would encourage them. Lord, let us see people through your eyes. Let us step out and be the the solution to our community. God, I give you every single person here, bless them, bless them in what they do. Bless them as they step out in faith and as they obey you. We thank you, Father, for who you are and what you want to do here at Westover. In Jesus' name, amen. We love you. We hope you have a wonderful week. If you are ready to take a next step, we will be in the main lobby. We want to help you today. Have a great week. Go in the love of the Lord.